Talk about this. Let's talk about this, DJ. Oh no! Oh my gosh! Hey, it's your girl, Ills the OG. I got my baby, Nella D. We are twice baked, man. Look, listen. It's been a wild, ruckus kind of week. You know, sometimes you gotta shift yeah. direction. You understand what I'm saying? Um, shift gears a bit. Change gears. Yeah, you yeah. gotta change gears a little bit. Make sure you know we try to make it a point to be strategic in uh, in what we do, bringing you guys some great cannabis education, some patient advocacy, a little entertainment while you at it. You know what I mean? Some music, some madness. We're just a couple of lesbians cooking up some half baked education in black and white. So you know this is our Sunday high tea. High tea. High tea. You know what I mean? Go ahead and get baked and vibe with us. Um, we're going to do some pretty cool stuff today. We got strain review. Yes. Yes. We got to review this. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, chronic Talk. Chronic Talk's coming back, y'all. I know y'all been missing it, so we're bringing Chronic Talk back. We're doing strain review, um, talking uh, illness-specific cannabis strains. All right? So... Now we're talking about something. Hey! Hey! Y'all thought we were just fucking around. Nope. Nah, nah, we're, yeah, we're really gonna go ahead and get in, you know what I mean? Um, peel back a couple of more layers since we got everybody paying attention, y'all listening now. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about um, strain reviews. So, our strain this week is Sour Tangy. Sour Tangy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I've wow. Heard you. <laughs> yeah, wow. listen, that Sour Tangy is. We'll get to it. Hold on, stick a pin in that. So, we're talking Sour Tangy strain review. We got new merch. Um, right in time for our New Year's Eve black tie event, some giveaways, silent auction uh, information. So we're talking about our black tie fundraiser, Normal Women Alliance, right? Normal Women Alliance fundraiser, black tie event. Yes, yeah, so that's going to be gala. Yeah, yes. we're going to be in Atlanta this Atlanta, year. Atlanta, yeah, ATL. Woo. <laughs> um, so we're going to give you guys the specifics about that because the tickets go on sale. Now, actually, yeah, as you're listening to it, they went live noon today. Tickets awesome. for yeah, the tickets are on sale today. It is invitation only, but if you have gotten your invitation, you know you're on the list. So you can go ahead and hit the link, grab your ticket, make sure you get it early. There are only a limited number of spaces for our event, but it will be amazing. And plus, hey, super cool. People who aren't able to attend. I mean, we had lots of people just reach out. Um, hey, shout out to the Thrillusionist. Super cool. Um, reached out, wanted to help us fundraise for this event. And there are going to be some people who want to help fundraise, want to help us um, bring awareness. You know, we do our fundraising and always do it for, a, you know, a cause, a specific cause. Our always. cause, muscular dystrophy, mm-hmm. right? That's our particular charity of choice. Yes, muscular dystrophy. For good reason. And how about we just go right into that? That's a good segue, right? So we're okay. talking muscular dystrophy. We should tell them why that is. I mean, you know, I talk a lot about me. I've got MD. I've got muscular dystrophy. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Let's just kill the music. Y'all, yeah. Move. Yeah. So listen, let's talk a little bit more, right? Because I talk about my MD. Um, 
I talk a bit about how, you know, I started having really bad symptoms when I was 14 years old. That's what was called the onset for me personally, which is not uncommon with quite a few strains of muscular dystrophy. Having an onset somewhere around 13, 14, that's that's what my onset was. Um, And I talk a bit about how, you know, I didn't actually get diagnosed until, you know, 14 years later. Um, And I'm always... a long time. (laughs) It's crazy long. Yeah, it is. Um, but, But the interesting thing is, you know, what we don't talk about... Um, or the story I, I think that we don't hear as much as I say how, how much of an amazing caregiver you are because you are like you're you're so awesome I with try. <laughs> I, listen it seems effortless like it doesn't even seem like you try it just it seems effortless you know so you, you do such a great job with me um, and and my health has really um, just it's sore you know what I mean like I, we're so much better I'm in a much better place like I'm I'm much healthier it you know for years I was trying to get rid of all the opioids and I think I've done a pretty good job of kind of narrowing it down some but you know just being able to be done all together and not need them not use them and only be able to use cannabis in many different forms but only have cannabis as my one intervention um managing you know my muscular dystrophy that I think is important for us to you know speak to if that's something that you want to talk to because you you have a personal story you have a personal tie you have a personal um reason to feel motivated and inspired to raise muscular dystrophy (laughs) awareness you want to talk about that babe yeah i can i can uh, touch on that uh, just kind of give a, a little brief yes i had a sister i have a sister that passed away and she had muscular dystrophy she was not diagnosed until she was um probably around nine or so officially or something okay so yeah. her diagnosis was earlier than mine so yeah prior to that we knew that something was wrong so it is she was born that way so we knew that something was wrong she was going to different doctors they gave her different ideas different things that they thought she had from cerebral palsy to um different things i can't even recall but basically there wasn't muscular dystrophy until it was officially a biopsy was done and she was actually diagnosed that she does have muscular dystrophy which is genetic um it's a genetic um degenerative progressive progressive degenerative degenerative. neuromuscular disorder yes that's that right technically which and if you think about the terms, you could do the math on what that means. So yeah, it means you're born with it. It's not you. Right. You can't catch it. It's you know what I mean. It's not like a cold or something like that, and you don't develop it. You know, it's not you know what I mean. It's not something that you're born and and at some point you get it. Like mm-hmm. if you have muscular dystrophy, you were born that way. It's part of your genetic makeup. It's it's a mutation that's in our our gene sequence, and that's why it takes a muscle biopsy to diagnose mm-hmm. it because they've got to actually you know pull out a piece of that muscle and slice it up and freeze it and put it under a high power microscope and look at the the sequence to see what's right and what's wrong mm, well yeah. right so yeah it's i mean it's kind of deep to get to it but i mean less less about the the i guess the, the medical and the specific you know how you know how did your home life impact your your sister because i mean i only say that to say from my perspective what i know about me is that for um 
for at least one of the strains that I've been diagnosed with, the time frame when I started having symptoms, right, 13, 14, was kind of right in line with what should have been expected. You know, I mean, and we're all different. MD is, you know, every single person that has it is completely different. There's different strains. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have different symptoms. You know, we just all yeah. kind of get thrown into, lumped into one one big group because, you know, the base of it is the same. But Well, that that's why I believe that muscular dystrophy education and awareness is so important because then there are different people that have different results what may work for one person may not work for somebody else so that's why it's important to know you know what it what it is that will help you agreed know. agreed you know. I, I mean and here's the thing I, I don't know I mean it's a, it's a tough conversation right this is a really really difficult conversation to be honest about you look uncomfortable babe you know get comfortable Let's get get in a comfortable position. This is a really difficult thing to be honest about because, you know, with something like this, okay, so I like I can speak to my experience, right? In my experience, um, having having my grandmother there cooking from scratch, you know, feeding me um fresh fruits, fresh produce. You understand what I'm saying? Like we didn't have I didn't eat processed foods, I didn't eat canned foods, I didn't eat boxed foods, things like that, you know, and this is, you know, prior to a diagnosis, but because I have a disorder that makes it tough for my body to break down food into energy, you know, every, every little bit helps, right? You know, so putting the right food in my little baby body made a difference in, you know, what my baby body was capable of doing. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, and it, once again, those symptoms didn't become big, big problems to the point where somebody says, hey, this kid needs to go to a doctor or winds up in a hospital in an ambulance. Like that didn't happen until I was like 13 or 14 for me. Mm-hmm. That was just my onset. But what, you know, what I know is that if I, if I was born in a different place, in a different space, in a different family, if I had been fed different things, if if I had had a different experience, undoubtedly my outcome would have been different. Just like, just like I've been working on trying to manage my healthcare plan for 10 years now almost and get rid of or reduce the amount of pain meds, narcotics and opioids and benzos that are part of my regular regimen just because I have understood that whole time that this isn't like a medicine that like, I didn't break my leg. Right. So it's not like something I'm going to have a prescription for, for six and months and then I'll stop. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm good. And I'm got to worry not, about it. Jacking yeah, up my kidneys. Like, like this that. is every single day for, you know, for 365 days of the year for the next, however many years I'm on this planet, whether it's one year or 100 more years, you know, this is the only body mm-hmm. I have. So, you know, I knew that it was important to preserve, you know what I mean, to the best of my ability with with every opportunity, everything, whether it was drinking a lot of water, whether it was eating good food, you know what I mean? Like I really, really kind of took onus of what goes in my body and how it impacts me. And I was fortunate in that from from birth, from an early age, there were people who were doing that even without knowing that this was going to be the end result. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So that's what a good segue to what, you know, I would like to say to answer your question. Basically, your question was how how did that impact her growing up? Yeah. Right. So environment, sister, like yeah, the environment impacting. My sister Amy is her name. She um 
she didn't she had a rough start she didn't have a, a very good start because the situation that was at the time that she came into this world there were drugs involved with both of her parents mm, my parents well my mother and um, her father and basically that was the going on to a point where it only got worse basically it got to a point where we hardly had food in the house mm. and the food is broken up it's ration is rationed out it's rationed out between what there's what five of us so four siblings and yourself yeah and you're the oldest and i'm the oldest wow. so they're tough. much younger so you know the portions are smaller they're mm. Yeah. You know, broken down and rationed out to that point where sometimes it wasn't like three meals. Most times it wasn't three meals a day. Wow, that's tough. And so, I, yeah, I, for know. a baby body and, and mm-hmm. for her to not be able to necessarily break down nutrients. Like I said, I know how, how tough it was for me, right? Because mm-hmm. we talked about this. Like, when I was a little kid, even with getting fresh fruits, fresh veg- vegetables, you know, not drinking soda, not having sugars necessarily so much introduced into my diet. And I I remember six, seven, eight years old, I would get the worst Charlie horses in my mm. legs, the worst in my arms, too, and in my hands and my feet, but in my legs. I mean, like, I remember, like, I would be running and just all of a sudden I would fall. You know I mean, and not like I fell, like it would be like a Charlie horse grabbed me in my thigh and it would just bloop. You just, you know, it just makes your leg go weak. You know what I'm saying? And like, I remember that happening. And, you know, as a kid, I really just kind of thought I was clumsy. I didn't, mm-hmm. it never dawned on me that this was, you know, that my muscles weren't supposed to grab my body like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just mm-hmm. didn't know that was supposed to happen. So if that was my experience from eating the right things mm-hmm. and then just doing regular kid stuff running around yeah i can't imagine what my experience would have been well, yeah, in she, the absence of you know what i mean like all of those things like she it, that's tough it took it's a, She's I, tough. No, I heard like i'm i do you know need myself who need to educate more on the strain that she had mm-hmm. but basically the way i know what she went through is yeah. all i can speak to is i know that she didn't walk until she was about two years old she had a uh, you know a hard time with her her muscles i mean she had therapy but the consistent the lack of the consistent diet with the you know you know things weren't consistent enough and we didn't have the resources so it it just wow. yeah you know the situation that that's what the situation was yeah and, and this then, is this is philadelphia yeah this is in philadelphia in 80s, south philly 90s, in the, late 80s late early 80s, 90s early 90s yeah 89 wow. 90 91 yeah got you around that tough time. time that's a tough time to be alive and certainly yeah you know right into wow this is an interesting segue that's right into the heart of the drug war mm-hmm. that yes that, that was you know, going that on we're trying to end drugs, this yeah. prohibition right uh-huh. so this is yeah you're right you're like she was born into mm-hmm. into right into the heart of that process mm-hmm. um real tough time just in our our country's history i think and mm-hmm. i think we're kind of seeing politically and elsewise the the fruit that's being born of of all of those seeds planted back then you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it was difficult so we come fast forward now and um i think like 11 o'clock last night um 
one of the Kennedys uh, was speaking to any his individual who was staunchly opposed to cannabis legislation is talking federal cannabis legislation. Wow. You know, exactly. I mean, and let's, let's you know, I, let me be clear from a legislative perspective. Once again, this is just a, a voice in the crowd, or not not necessarily, but this is a voice in the crowd. You know, this isn't to say that there's a bill that it's written, that it's made it through the House. And, like none of those things have happened as of yet, but let's Let's, let's think about what it is that we're saying. This is someone who has been staunchly opposed, has been on the other side of the fence, making all kinds of ridiculous arguments about how, um, you know, cannabis is going to ruin kids' lives and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things that, listen, people are going to do what people are going to do. And is it easier for someone who is under 21 and we're concerned about their brain developing and them doing anything to alter that brain development you know, prematurely, are we going to do a better job by not having federal re- legislation, by not having federal regulation, by not having federal taxation, which then puts it in the place and space with alcohol and tobacco with these little kids? It's not so easy for you to get it when there's nothing but a raging black market around you, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, I think what happened then has kind of fast, has pushed us into where we're at yeah, now. I agree. I agree. Right. And there weren't the options, you know, people didn't understand because there was so much propaganda that existed around cannabis back then. Mm-hmm. There was no research. There was no good data that, that's being shared, you know. And, and was the information out there? Yes. Then, yes, it was. There were studies that were going on at University of Mississippi back then. But these weren't things that were well known to the public, right? We didn't all have the same access that we have now. Right. It's a small world that we live in. You know, yeah, everything is at our fingertips. Yeah. You know, so we know what's going on at the yeah, high the Congress. Internet, we know yeah, exactly. We know access. we know what this congressman thinks about this bill that he's been voting against for the past four years. Now we know right out of his own mouth what he thinks because he tweeted it. Mm-hmm. Right, like there's there is no separation, you know, in 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 society any longer. You know what I mean? Like we can just talk to each other, and we do. Um, and I think that's great for awareness, MD right. awareness, right? Absolutely. Because now, where you help me as a patient, because you understand, you intimately understand mm-hmm. muscular dystrophy. You grew up in a house with a sibling with muscular dystrophy who um, did or did not at any particular time have everything that was necessary to um, grow and develop and manage as well as is humanly possible. You know what I'm saying? And listen, I wasn't diagnosed until later in life. So no judgment, none of that, like never, you know what I mean? Because no one even thought to, to necessarily look for something in me, even though there were super obvious symptoms you know but i didn't complain about those obvious symptoms so that makes them not nearly as obvious as you would think that they were right it's not because you weren't a complaining type of child so i could uh, i just kind of sucked it up you know what i mean it was kind of like your sister i was was tough little tonka truck you know so i just i just kind of took it yeah i was used to it um yeah she never gave up she she kept trying god that's what got her to to start walking she she watched her sister her twin she has a twin amanda she watched her twin you know who was does not have muscular dystrophy she she was completely like running around up and down she'd watch her running back and forth Whoa. and try to 
chase her yeah you know what i mean yeah. she want to do what she want to do so we used to call her scooter because she used to scoot around on her butt okay i get that she didn't you know she didn't crawl, have the she was yeah. around on her butt so she'd scoot trying to go real real fast go down the stairs try to go down the stairs on her butt and so we had to watch her gotcha uh, yeah she was determined she was very determined warrior yeah <laughs> She was, she was getting up. She was doing that. That's what's up. I go out. She go get up, get up, and grab her little sweater and was ready to walk out the door. Clearly, By the way, she loved that story. Clearly, <laughs> your little sister because yeah. you are so tenacious. Yeah. Lord, have, there's no telling you. Like, no, I'm you want to do something? <laughs> yeah. There is no telling you you're That's not doing real. it. You <laughs> might as well just go ahead and go with the flow. Just go with the nulla yeah, bean. She like her sister. Because <laughs> I get that. Well, that's, that's awesome. Um, and honestly, love, I'm just... I'm glad that we have um, a platform, we have a place and a space where we can um, do fundraisers, like our black tie fundraiser that we're Mm -hmm. doing uh, for New Year's Eve, December 31st. We're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, We get to do giveaways. Giveaway! Can we talk about the giveaway? Yeah, we can talk about it. (laughs) So, cool. We get to do a giveaway. Um, We are giving away our uh, eco-coasters. Right? right so you want to have some cannabis and coffee in class you need your eco coasters you don't want to mess up your coffee tables and your dressers you know make right. sure you put your be, listen if your mama didn't tell you we're gonna go ahead and give you some game it's it was the og <laughs> i got my baby nella d yeah we are twice, twice baked and we're gonna put you up on game and game is listen use coasters people use coasters mm-hmm. listen we got a set set of four they're on recycled paper okay they're eco-friendly eco-friendly baby (laughs) keep that carbon footprint down nice eco-friendly so we are going to and they're eco-friendly bonus yeah right though come on you know we only get down with the good stuff we're not playing we're gonna make sure this planet is bomb for our our grandbabies and our grandbabies 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 yeah we gotta preserve um so we're gonna make sure that we pull them out we're gonna have a giveaway at the uh black tie gala do not miss this jaunt listen if y'all haven't heard about it it's gonna be ridiculous mm, looking forward tie couture boutique mm. came through heavy sponsor much appreciated mr God. sir yes that's our baby that's a love um dank fung extracts dank. you know that's always yeah we always dank <laughs> dank fung is always with us they're definitely coming through you're gonna hammer it hammer it out for new year's with us um who else is on the bill oh urban hip urban hippie urban hippie I like that. <laughs> that's your people's yeah. <laughs> urban hippie sponsoring so that is super duper big um we definitely appreciate it every time we are down in the a matter of fact anytime in georgia urban hippie comes through matter of fact they came north what was that two years ago two years ago when we started started chronic talk urban hippie sponsored then so they've been with us for, for a while Wow, wow. For a while, actually. They was December 2016, Urban Hippie Sponsors. So, as you can see, they're still riding with Twice Baked. They are still right here with us. We appreciate them. Um, and, of course, the whole thing is being Team put Mills. on. Team Mills. Ah, you got to throw that in. Definitely Team Mills. Um, but dope events. Dope events. Dope, yes, 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 yes. Dope events. Um, bomb, bomb, bomb. Event planning. Uh, so, you know, we're just really appreciative. It's going to be a crazy time. High Times is coming out. Lanesha Watson bomb yeah yes right she's coming through she's gonna check out the click we are super excited everyone's gonna be in the building so that's going to be our giveaway we've got some other things coming up i think there's a dab bar nice (laughs) pre-roll we got a dab bar okay pre-roll um so there's gonna be a bunch of crazy stuff going on silent auction 
you name it, and it is going down, right? Going down. Yeah, Atlanta, New Year's. Rice bake. <laughs> uh, what else do we have for today, babe? Oh, strain review. Strain review. Let's do it. All right. So, our oh, strain ready? today. Yeah. Hold, wait. Take this. Let me. Let me get the. Let me get the. There what's you. that? It's All so right, about to see what, what's up it's, now. It's so pretty. We're about to see oh, what's I good. Oh, I wish y'all had smell-o-vision. <laughs> I wish you had smell-o-vision. This sour tangy is just ungodly. Sour tangy. Yeah, it's sour tangy. Um, it is a sativa. Uh, and for me, what we are doing is we um, yeah. Let's let's hold on. Let's let's bring the cut in. Mm, mm, mm. Oh yeah. Sorry, we need some we need some grinding music. Yeah, yeah, strain review, chronic talk, my bad. Alright, so we're doing sour tangy. It is a sativa. Um, this is a terrapin uh whole flower production. So we got this from Terrapin, Terrapin, Pennsylvania, to be specific. We're in PA, Philly. Um, I dig it. It is see for me, I need things that are high in THCA, right? Um which is great for muscle spasms, things like that. Yeah, numero uno. Numero uno, yeah. I also need things that are higher in limonene. Um, because yet again, for me personally as a patient, limonene is what really um, gives me, the ter- that, that particular terpene is what gives me the best effects. Like, no question, hands oh, down. I see. Limonene, yeah, definitely. Um, so with this one, we've got uh, 18.35% THCA. Right, which once again, that's the big deal for me. Now let's talk about what THCA does specifically. It is a delta nine. Um, THCA is great for sleep, like insomnia. Okay, it will definitely help put you down. THCA is also great for inhibiting cancer cell growth. Nice. Right. So that's one of those things. Um, Kill cancer. Yeah. It, yes. That. Yes. Yes. Um, and it suppresses muscle spasms. Right. Even wow, boom, yes, all of that, boom. So that's you know that's the kicker for me. So for me to have a sour tangy that's eighteen point three three five percent THCA, it is point one five percent THC, which is good. And and let's be clear so the world understanding THCA gets converted into THC. Mm. Okay, it does that's convert. True. However, that doesn't mean that any particular strain necessarily has a high component of. THCA this particular strain does so sour tangy for muscular dystrophy for muscle spasms for me when I'm having really bad muscle spasms I cannot sleep and you know I mean I'll go days yeah literally days without sleeping because I'm having actual muscle spasms spasms. yeah just muscle spasms so um, when I'm looking at strains that are going to be beneficial that are going to help I'm looking for things that are high in THC I need something that's going to help ease those muscle spasms down some. I need something that's going to help ease me off into sleep. Sour tangy. So, chronic talk, strain review, sour tangy. It is, you know what, let me give you guys some some drawbacks. This, yo, this strain gives you the worst cotton mouth. Woo! This (laughs) cotton mouth is bananas. No, dead serious. Um, It's a super duper buzzy head high. Yeah. It is, it's, it's really, really buzzy. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, um, but it'll definitely let you know that it's, it's, it's in there. You know, um, I think it can slow you down a little bit for me. Um, I like breaking it down into, um, a can of butter and went a little bit ham last night and made some <laughs> sauced up 
popcorn. She killed that Party popcorn. mix. <laughs> I ate the whole bowl. <laughs> she killed that popcorn. <laughs> well, she's good. It looked like it worked for you. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad it worked. Ooh, it Go sour tangy. So that's one for sour tangy. Yo, this is what we feel about sour tangy. It makes you. We're not the same, y'all. That's it. That's chronic talk. Listen, that's all I got to say about a sour tangy killer. It gives you crazy um, cotton mouth. It really does. But it is a good head high. Um, it's great to work, too. It's really energizing. It really makes you just oh, yeah. want to. You were putting in work. Right, though. <laughs> right, though. It, it, it definitely makes you want to um, work or be creative. Um it definitely eases your muscles out real nice. Um, yeah, it's good strain. Important. Yeah, it's a really good strain. So definitely give uh, Sour Tangy two thumbs up. Definitely. Okay. Sour Tangy gets two thumbs up. Sour Tangy that's for the, the review. Win. All right. That's Chronic Talk. I'm your girl, Ilz the OG. I got my baby, Nella D. And we're always twice baked. baked. Yeah, so not quite done? <laughs> <laughs> no, last but certainly not least, um, our product review, special delivery. Big shout out to Tammy's Topical. Is that what it's called? Tammy's Topical. Chef Maria 710. It's the salve, the oil um, that I get. Um, definitely, definitely appreciate it. Honestly, I think of all the um, different items that I've had all the different cannabis based products that I've received you know that people send me ask me to review um, or honestly you're just trying to help out with my process and and you know they donate to me uh, this is hands down probably been the one I've used the most and the most recurring like this is a regular oh yeah every day gotta keep it well for you absolutely yeah. gotta keep it in the medicine medicine chest mm -hmm. um, it's definitely saved me from hospital visits. I think oh, I've talked yeah. about that before, like literally. Um, so the way this particular salve works for me, um, you it's it's not too oily. It's got a, a really great feel to oh, it. It's got, yeah. You know what smooth. I mean? It's smooth, exactly. It's very smooth. Um, you don't need very much of it, and it is extremely potent. Like you you know, you rub it you know rub it on your hands and i you know i think personally i found the best results when i rub my hands together put a little bit of heat to it mm -hmm. um you know because of course it's it's a oil 
Um, so I put a little heat between my hands, but as soon as you rub it in, like as soon as it touches my muscle, or if you're putting it on me, as soon as it touches my muscle, it feels better. Yeah. The muscle it's spasm how it works. literally physically goes away the moment this particular salve, and it's at Chef Maria 710. This particular salve works on me immediately every single time i know it's made with all natural all organic um ingredients um i know she uses the the the, um individual who makes it for me she uses like the best most holistic healthy um ingredients in it possible literally so this is my favorite this is unquestionably of everything i have ever encountered product wise this is my go-to Yes, it's amazing because the, the way it works is as soon as you put it on, it literally takes the pain away. The spasm. You know what? Yeah. This this particular cream, this particular salve, I've actually had my physical therapists use on me when they do my PT. Oh, right. I and and you know I won't say what what agency or what therapist, but true story. And if you run across my therapists, the ones who are cool, y'all know who I'm talking about. Shout out to my bop physical therapist though the rebels who understand how to work with your patients i actually have physical therapists and i mean i explained to all of my therapists i think this is important let's let's matter of fact let's make sure we dig into this i think it's important when you're using topicals um or anything cannabis based um and you're working with agencies when you're working with uh providers doctors nurses physical therapy occupational therapy it is important to make them aware of what your process is. It's important to be honest with them. You don't know what someone else has going on in their life. And if my body is covered in oil, when my physical therapist comes to do my workout, well, part of my workout in my therapy is muscle manipulation. Mm-hmm. Because, because you know I've got MD and my muscles are so tight, they come out all the time and, and their only job when they come it's just to try and massage the knots and the, the, the cramps, the spasms out of my muscles, right. right? And usually when they come, they just use regular old lotion or oil or, you know, nothing too crazy. Whatever lotion you have there, that's what they're going to use when they do it. I've had therapists who we talked about it. They understood it. You know, I made sure they were aware I used it so that they didn't touch my skin with their raw hands and potentially transfer the oil that was already on my body and thus the cannabis and THC from my body to theirs because let me be clear this particular oil is strong enough that if you rub yourself up against me while i have it on before it is absorbed in my skin it will impact you it will absolutely be absorbed right through your skin that's going to it will subcutaneously be absorbed into your body that is going to happen so i think it's important to be responsible with other people you know what i mean like you don't know if this person has to have a drug test or you don't know what they got going on if they got a custody case and you I mean you just don't know you know what i mean and i don't want anybody accidentally having a you know having a thc positive urine test because they're doing therapy on me and i didn't tell them that it's on my right, body right, you understand right. so i think that's the important part but when be it comes responsible be responsible right. please 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 be responsible um but that being said i think salves topicals lotions creams for patients you know could i only use salve and not consume any other way no yeah because it doesn't work on uh, everything exactly no yeah. but 
is that a piece and a part of my therapy that I never want to not have access to? I say yet again, no, it's an integral part. So I think, you know, the moral of this story is round out your apothecary, round out your cannabis medicine cabinet. You don't only have one type of, you know, intervention, one type of medicine in your medicine cabinet. Typically you have different meds for different things and use your cannabis as different meds for different things. So this particular thing is great for getting rid of immediate muscle spasms on contact. Chef Maria 710, Tammy's Topicals, Sass and Creams, Ilzy OG. What's your name, baby? Nella D. What are we? Twice Twice baked?